It's the Dogcast, episode number 401, and we've got a big game against Georgia Southern this week, a good team coming in to play at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night in November in Athens. What more could you ask for? It's senior night. Let's get it on. Dog fans, hey, it's the Dogcast, episode number 401, 401, as in we're on the other side of 400 damn episodes, friends. Um, hey, it's the Dogcast, we're in the bunker. It is Abs Hobby that never dies. We never go away. We never stop. It's the Dogcast. We're like we're like herpes. We are, or like a. Hepatitis C, you know, I, I don't know, something like yeah. that. It's bad, though. I'll tell you, that's not a good thing that doesn't go away. We're a bad thing that doesn't go away. Um, I could say I just thought of an awesome analogy with our coaching staff, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there early because it's still November, old dog. So we got Georgia Southern this week. We are 60 feet beneath the surface of Sanford Stadium turf right now in the bunker, broadcasting live from deep within the bunker. And uh, we got a big game coming up against our, I don't know what you want to call them. It's like our, you know, it's like our little brother, Georgia Southern. It's Irk's team, right? It, it is. And, I mean, the thing is, they may be the second best team in the state this year. They might, really might be. Next, the, yeah, well, I, yeah, I think they are. And I'd love to see a game between them and Georgia's and uh, Georgia Tech. Wow. But. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Georgia Southern because they were resurrected by the greatest football coach that the University of Georgia has ever had in one Erskine Russell. Yes. And much Russell was their coach, they still run the full wishbone. They run the offense that Paul Johnson dreams about running that wishes he had the stones to run, wishes he had the people to run it, and uh, just doesn't well, quite get it done. Well, and the beauty of it was, back when, back when Irk started out, he had a great quarterback by the name of Tracy Ham, and he called it the Ham Bone. <laughs> so, I, one thing I want to mention, I know we have a couple and of things. To tote, and used to tote a couple gallons of, of water from beautiful Eagle Creek anywhere he went, and watered and watered the opponent's field with it, and claimed it was a home game. <laughs> okay. You are going deep on me right now. Well, that that's because I love Eric Russell. I know. I know. So here's the deal. We have a couple of things to cover before we get into this Georgia Southern pregame show. I totally did not mention in episode 400, and I meant to mention, the power of Mike Eckler's celebration. We did not talk at all about Mike Eckler knocking Rico McGraw out with a pat on the helmet. Um, what did you think I when you saw Rico McGraw well, go to his knees from a pat on the helmet, man? 
I mean, I don't know if that means just you're just McGraw is soft, or <laughs> Mike Eckler is a closet, or Mike Eckler is is maybe the strongest man in the world. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it was through a damn helmet too. Yeah, you're I wearing mean, a helmet. Like he cold cocked him. I mean, that is that's awesome. He slaps you open hand on your helmet and drives you to your knees. A Division One defensive back, right? I mean that. I thought that it was kind of fierce, kind of scary, kind of awesome. I, and it led me to remember some great moments in Georgia football history, like the Malcolm Mitchell butt bump that blew out his ACL, you know? Yeah. Or the, or the AJ Green celebration that wasn't a celebration that cost us 15 yards in that LSU game between the hedges. We, exactly. Oh, or hell, the most famous celebration of all. The dance on the end zone on Urban Meyer's grave in Jacksonville, the most famous celebration that I can remember uh, since 1980 in Jacksonville. So do you think we should ban celebrations? Hell, we're players to their knees now. Should we just stop celebrations? We may need to. I mean, I don't know. It, that was, we may need to stop Mike Eckler's celebrations. I tell you, With, without a doubt. I mean, he could be the next Wanda Rousey. <laughs> Imagine if he jumped up and chest bumped somebody. If he chest bumped Rico McGraw, we might still be looking for the body. I mean, he, oh, exactly. you know, he may have left the I stadium. I mean, Rico McGraw could have ended up in the damn bunker. <laughs> he, he might have been in the damn bunker. Exactly. From Jordan Hare back to Athens. Hey, I'm telling you, Mike Eckler, that's my kind of coach right there, buddy. Um, so, And you also had a shout-out to a friend of ours from the past. I wanted to get that Absolutely. little housekeeping Absolutely. out of the way. Our, our, old, our old radio broadcast buddy, Burt Jones, uh, State Senator Burt Jones, walk-on at Georgia, early Rick days. Burt is a great guy. Great family man, great family. His dad is super. His sisters are, are nice. They've got a skybox in there. We've been in there many, many times. Yeah, we've been drinking in a couple of times, you know, more than once. Have, have enjoyed their company. Uh, Bert is going to be the honorary captain of this game, and I can't think of anyone that is more deserving. He's a great guy. He is. He is. And as we have often said, and did many years ago, back I think it was 07, when you and I and Bert were broadcasting together on the old Alexander Stevens Network. The old Alexander Stevens Network, yes. I would. The greatest tribute you can have to Bert and his family is when you need gas to stop at a quick time and fill up. QT, baby. QT, quick time. Absolutely. Um, that's exactly right, man. I tell you but, what. But, but kudos to Bert. Uh, you know, j- just a great guy, and I can't think, I really can't think of anyone more deserving than that, and a real shout-out to him. Yes, you know, um, he... And if you're in his district, please vote for him. He's up for re-election in 2016. Exactly. Burt Jones, great guy, friend of the show, our one, our earliest, you know, celebrity co-host when we were doing the dog dial, and... Um, Broadcasting from the world of wings, right off of five points, right behind the five and ten. And, um, man, those were the days, boy. That was, that was, 
If you've been around, I know guys like Jeff from Boise and The Count and Spencer Solomon, all of our oldest listeners, guys like uh, Vermont Dog and Wisconsin Dog, those guys have been around. You guys remember when we used to do the dog cast, and then I would post the dog dial show to the feed. If you go way back in the archives, you can listen to some of those old dog dial shows with Bert on there, and uh, those are some really great and, shows. And not only that, to your credit, too, and a shout-out to you, not only were you a celebrity and talent, but you were also the damn engineer. I was. I do it all, man. Hell, I was making damn working on the satellite. We had satellite uplinks and all that kind of shit. It was crazy. And um, and really, I just said that they were great shows. They were actually really terrible shows. They were the kind of shows. It was when me and Old Dog were learning about the kind of radio show we didn't want to do, which is like like what – Kevin Butler and those guys do now. It's like 30 minutes of entertainment spread over 90 minutes, right? Yeah. So it's, it's just terrible. It's like it's like Chinese water torture. You never know what these callers are going to say. They're idiots. We wanted to build a different show when we went with the Dogcast. By fans, for fans, keep it tight. Even some of our company, guys that I know, guys that I respect, um, guys that do these podcasts, and the damn podcast is 75 minutes. I'm telling you, I've always thought it is intoxicating vanity to think that you could talk for 75 minutes about anything and you think people are going to be interested. We can barely talk for 19 minutes and people think it's interesting. So um, anyway... Shout out to Bert. Shout out to the dog dial who is being hosted by a guy now who doesn't even know us. And uh, I'm like, yeah, dude, you're an idiot. Um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how many T-shirts he's got. <laughs> exactly. I wonder how many times he's been to Bert Jones' Skybox. Probably not exactly. many. But anyway, no. let's get back to the show. So. All right, and let's get back to Georgia Southern. Yes, that's it. Uh, great, it, a great warm-up for Tech. Again, we play Georgia Southern about every three or four years, uh, up and coming. They stepped up into what I still call Division One after just ruling Division Two for years and years. Uh, Irk let it down. Great football program down there, and they will always be one. Yes, and they're a tough team. They in Division One. Let me tell you guys, there is no team. Not Tech or Auburn. There is no team in Division One that runs the ball more than Georgia Southern. They are last. And, you, and that's why I love them. <laughs> they are last in every passing category. Attempts, yards, completions. However, they have scored two touchdowns this year, old dog, through the air. Which I think I don't know is that about the same many as the same numbers that we've scored through the air? I'm not sure. Possibly. It seems and, that way. And certainly a record and a record for Georgia Southern. Oh yeah. So they have a pretty good rushing defense. You know, I was reading on the Senators blog today that Sagarin, Jeff Sagarin's got these guys at about 65, ranked about the 65th best team in the country. They're about on the same level as South Carolina. They're actually ranked ahead of Vandy and Kentucky in terms of, like, well, power ranking. And, you know, you and I were talking, this could possibly be – it. well, it probably is 
the fourth best team we will play this year. <laughs> yeah. And and we know what happened to the three ahead of them that we've played. Yes. So make no mistake, guys, this is a real football team, and they're coming to win. They have a lot of cross-seeding, cross – I mean, there's a lot of brothers fighting brothers. You know, everybody knows about the Theuses, even though uh, John Theus's little brother won't be playing. Jeremiah Theus won't well, be playing. Well, and I wish John wouldn't play either, <laughs> but anyway – that's neither. Well, that's the way we're shifting there. offensive linemen around, you know, this week, for the first time this season, Kublano is not going to be our center. We're going with Hunter Long at center because Greg Pike is out, and we've got to move Kublano back to his old position of right guard. So the offensive line is always a work in progress. Always. It's, it's, our, our offensive line is a dumpster fire. Yeah, I would say that. I would agree with you on that. It's, it's, just, yeah, they're just not, it's, not, not playing at their potential. No. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, but I mean, it's, it is the, it's senior day. Oh, and, and one other thing, housekeeping a little bit. Keith Marshall did not play because of a hurt ankle. Hurt ankle. We were we were wondering about it. I don't know if I missed it. Uh, usually, Ron Ron Corson calls us, lets us know what's going on. I don't know. We must have missed his phone call. How hurt do you think his ankle really is? That's the question. I mean, well, I don't I, I don't know. I don't want to cast th- aspersions, but this very week he came out with the idea that he will not be back at Georgia. He is already. You know, in his mind, preparing for the combine, going to the NFL, I believe, much like Gurley's ACL injury late last year, I believe Keith Marshall has decided, and I don't want you to think, I don't want anybody to listen to the show to think that I'm downplaying this or I'm mad at Keith Marshall. I think Keith Marshall's making a good decision for Keith Marshall, and I'm totally cool with that. But I think he has decided to uh, pack it up on this season. Which, well, well, he has. I mean, he's already come out and said he is, you know, get like you said, done. getting ready for the combine. Yeah. Uh, I do think he's delusional if he thinks he's got a future in the NFL. Now, come on. Uh, Let, we'll wish him know, well. Wish him well, old dog. If you can't see You know, it, we we do. As, as we do with anybody that's played for Georgia, we wish him well, but we really don't give a shit what you do after you leave. <laughs> That's true. We won't even know what damn team you're on, honestly. Um, it, well, I mean, we he, might he's, not gonna make, he's not going to make an NFL team. I hope he got himself a good education. He's graduating this year. Uh, there's no finer school in the land than the University of Georgia to prepare you for life as it's done for you and I. And we just, I, I hope whatever his future holds for him, he does well because the best thing he ever did for Georgia was bring his buddy Todd Gurley with him. Man, that is the truth, buddy. Now, yeah, and think about it. Think about how his college career played out under Gurley, you know, where he was kind of, you know, toting water for Gurley. And now, it, let's just but, say, but let's just say he, he was, does was, go to the he, NFL. He was the crown. He was the <laughs> crown jewel. Of that recruiting class. I understand, but let's just say he does go to the NFL. Todd Gurley is crushing it in the NFL, right? Keith Marshall is going to be in his shadow. Even if on a dream se- dream sequence he could make it to the NFL, he's still going to be toting water for Todd Gurley. 
So my dream would be that he ends up with Cleveland and hooks up with his buddy Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. Because as everybody knows, Isaiah Crowell's mom, awesome baker, makes great muffins. If he ended up with Isaiah Crowell, maybe he could get some muffins. Maybe get some meatloaf, some Campbell's chunky soup, something like that. You know, I mean, if he became friends with Isaiah, Isaiah's dad would certainly take care of him. Isaiah's mom would certainly take care of him. And that would be no a doubt. good move for him. So, 65th best team in the country, old dog. Going to run it more than any team we've seen run it this year. As you said, a good warm-up for Georgia Tech. Yeah. What do we need to no do? No doubt about it. What do we it. need to do to win this game? We need to play on defense. We need to play disciplined football. We need to do our assignments and don't worry about anybody else's. If your assignment is the fullback, hit the fullback, the fullback on every play. If your if your assignment's the quarterback, take the quarterback. If your assignment's the pitch man, take the pitch man. Don't go crazy. Don't think you need to be an all star. Do your assignment. The way you defeat the wishbone or the ham bone is to play assignment football. Be disciplined. Stay Absolutely. home. Play assignment football. And I'll tell you, I've been impressed. I think our defense is up to the task. I mean, you know, if you take last year's Florida game notwithstanding – um, which really wasn't assignment football. That was the kind of thing. We got blindsided. But games where we knew we needed to play discipline going in, we've been pretty good at it. You know, we've been pretty decent at stopping the run. I'm confident that Pruitt's going to be able to put together a package that is going to work for Georgia. I think we are going to win. I do think Georgia Southern's a good team. Like you said, one of the better teams we've played this year. I don't think we can take them lightly. I don't think we can sleep on them. But um, I do think we can handle them. Oh, I, I agree with you. And, I mean, I think it'll probably be a close game to halftime. Uh, I think the halftime score is probably going to be something like 21 to 14, maybe, 21 to 7. And then I think we'll wear them out in the second half. There you go. I think you're totally right about that. I'm looking forward. Now, I'll tell you this. We do really, really need to protect the ball. But I'll tell you one thing that's going to happen. First series they have, they're going to score a touchdown. (laughs) That's the old dog prediction, huh? Yep. Okay. I mean, whether we'll, you know, if we win the toss, we'll kick off to them. They'll march it down the field on us. Sure. And then we'll make some adjustments. or, Or if they win the toss and kick off to us. We'll go three and out. They'll get. They'll take a punt from Bryce Ramsey, and they'll march it down the field and score a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. on us. And then we'll take over from there. We'll take over from there. Hey, I'm okay with that. I think you might be right about that. So it is going to be a big game, and um, we do need to be serious about it. It's a late game, a night game, a very, a very unique. It's not not often that we play a night game in. Mid-November against a Sunbelt opponent. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Oh, I mean, it, it is. But it does lend to a, a lot of good tailgating. Lots of good tailgating. 7 o'clock kickoff is a hell of a lot better than a noon kickoff. It sure is. And it's going to be sunny. It's going to be chilly. It's the kind of day yep. where you need to 
where you need to take down a little antifreeze, you know, you might need to get a little Black Eagle going, this is a, a little Tito's. No, no, this is this is a great game for dog pests. Yeah, exactly. Maybe a little Tito's and uh, Costco organic lemonade. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I am looking forward to this game. I I think well, it's going to be and- a fun game. It should be, and I mean, it's a. It lines up. It's a great. It's it's seen. It's the last game of the season that we're playing. I mean, this is it. This is what we have looked. We haven't looked forward to it all year because it's been a disappointing year, obviously. But it's the last home game we've got. It's the last home game for seniors. We need to pack the stadium if we can. We need to show support to these guys that have have bled and done everything they can for the University of Georgia. Absolutely, and we, they mean, work we, hard. Think about it, man. The work these kids put in. I mean, I know they're on scholarship. A lot of them are on scholarship. They're you know, kind of getting paid to be there. But, man, these kids are in the weight room. They're running. Hell, Nick Chubb is over in Cedartown running damn sprints on his spring break. You know what I mean? You think about the kind of dedication all these kids, hell, even John Theus, you know? Oh, a- absolutely. And, and I mean, and, and me more than you, a lot of folks think, you know, I'm not down on any player at all. These guys have given 110% of everything they've got to the University of Georgia. It's just sad that they haven't been coached well enough. And I hate, again, that here's another senior class, another top ten recruiting class that's going to end up not living up to their potential. But that's not their fault. It's the fault of the administration and the coaches that they've got. And I hope every one of them, much like Blair Walsh, can move on to the NFL, get get hooked up with a good coach, and achieve what their potential was coming out of high school. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. I am really looking forward to a great game this weekend. It's going to be fun. It's like you said. It's. It, I mean, what can be better? It's mid-November. Oh, God almighty. It's beautiful. Lights, it's perfect. Sanford State. Uh, it you just, it you, doesn't. It doesn't get any better than that. It absolutely doesn't. You park, you park your tailgate vehicle at noon. You get set up, and about twelve thirty, you start eating and drinking, <sighs> and you do it till six o'clock. Swing on down to the dog walk, then get on into the stadium. I love it. I love it so much. I can't stand it. So. Dog fans, we'll see you there. It's going to be a great weekend. It's going to be great weather. Come on out. Support the dogs. Now, I do have a couple of things I wanted to cover before we get going here. A couple of things. Um, Right at the beginning of the fourth quarter, the band, the Redcoat Band, the finest collegiate athletics music organization in America, the Redcoat Band, is going to play a song called the Krypton Fanfare, and uh, it's a really cool song. You'll know it immediately. You may not know that it's called the Krypton Fanfare, but you'll know it. It's the song we play at the start of the fourth quarter. It's the one where everybody holds four fingers up in the air, and they do the waving arms and all that kind of stuff. It's really cool. That's right, because we rule the fourth quarter. Yeah, it doesn't exactly mean what it used to mean. I mean, hell, 
I used to think, I mean, I used to tell my kids, hey, this is why we do this because our guys are in better shape and we own the fourth and all that kind of stuff, right? Now it's just a song we play. But hey, that's that's for December, right? That's for, That's a December conversation. The Red Coat Band is going to play an awesome song called the Krypton Fanfare, Kryptonite Fanfare. And they have specially requested as a salute to the players, a salute to the musicians, a salute to all fans everywhere. They want you guys to light up the flash on your phone. If you have a flashlight app or, hell, whatever, turn on the damn flash, however you can do it. There's several different ways to do it, but I think... This is going to be a really cool thing. I think it's going to be a cool idea. The whole stadium, like, lit up, you know, and waving. I, I kind of think that would be cool. What do you think, old dog? Well, I, I like it. That would be cool. And if you're old school like me, pull out your big Take out a lighter. Like that, <laughs> exactly. Oh, and you guys, old dog, you know old dog has a flip phone, you guys. He has a flip phone. I have. No, no, I don't have a flip phone. <laughs> but I, I, I it's had, a star it, it, tag. The battery, the battery ran ran out, and I had to get something different. It's a Motorola star tag. <laughs> and I tell you now, but people are going back. One of the hottest selling phones right now is a Motorola Razor. What are you talking about? Where can you even buy a Motorola Razor? I'm telling you, you I'm telling put you, down, it's, it's, put down the it's dog piss. You're crazy. All right, so everybody, remember, light your flash at the beginning of the fourth quarter during the song. It's going to be awesome. The other thing is, I want to talk about the pool now. The pool, normally, I just kind of gloss it over, right? I mean, I'm just like, hey, congratulations, here's the guy who won. But this past week was a special week, old dog. It's like celebrity pool, and I want to. I want to mention this because of all the people that were in the top. So, so <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure, but the winner, the overall winner, just because of the tiebreaker, was a guy named Surfside Dog. Now, I'm not sure, but I think I know who Surfside Dog is. So if the guy that I think is Surfside Dog, if that's you, um, Mr. McCord, I want you to send me an email and let me know. Um, I think I know who Surfside Dog is, which it's awesome that he won. Now, tied for him, tied with him for first place, he just lost on the tiebreaker by a total of three points, is Slaw Dog, which is also a friend of the show, an awesome friend of the show. I mean, all these guys are friends to the show, but... It's cool that uh, the real Slaw Dog came in second. Bernie Dog, who has sat in Old Dog's chair here in the bunker, came in fifth place. Chris Overby, longtime listener to the show, tied for fifth. And here's the thing. Our good friend, the, the, the Jimmy the Greek of the dog cast, lost dog from Arkansas, the perennial winner, came in behind all of those guys. I just had to throw that out there, you know, um, because I know that the lost dog from Arkansas, Mr. Mitchell, does not like to lose in the pool. And he no, certainly does no, not like does to be not. behind all those damn schmoes, all those amateurs, right? Arkansas is a professional damn football picker. and he, He's probably going to win it this week just to show us that he's still number one. But anyway, congratulations to everybody that's playing in the pool. I tied for 15th place out of like 150, 
and uh, Surfside Dog was the winner. So send me your info. That was a great week in the pool. All my buddies up at the top of the board. I like that a lot. Um, no doubt about it. Old time listeners, everything else. And you know, in one thing that I want to touch on because I've had a whole week to kind of put it in. I, I Rick threw down threw down the gauntlet. I think. Yes. With his trip out there, he. I mean, the the picture that he tweeted out with Jacob Eason, who is apparently the savior of our football program, although that poor bastard is not going to have any kind of offensive line in front of him. But basically, Rick said, if you let me go, this is what you lose. And, I mean, it's he he grabbed in that picture. What he really did is grab his crotch, shake it at McGarity, <laughs> and say – and you know, come get me. Suck, suck this. Come get me, baby. Yeah. You know, you saw Jeff Schultz wrote an article and and basically said, you know, he. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Jeff Schultz was kidding or what, but he he listed as his third possibility the idea behind the picture. The third possibility in his mind, the most remote possibility. That what the meaning of the picture was, was that, you know, basically taking a shot at the athletics department, saying that this kid is my kid. If you fire me, you're going to lose this kid. You know, took it as a shot as, uh, you know, basically setting him up, setting himself up for next year. I'm telling you, Schultz, if you really think that that was his third most likely reason for doing that picture, you are sorely oh, mistaken. It is, it's, it, it is, it's number it's one number with a one. bullet. It's number one there, with a there bullet. Ain't, there ain't no doubt about that. Yeah, that uh, is taking you know, a shot but, at next year, fire me if you've got the balls to fire me is basically what it is. Yeah, and you and I probably fall on different on different sides of this. I mean – I I hate the fact that you know we've got some pot you know 18 year old kid that is holding the entire football program hostage. I, I don't think he is, and I no, honestly I, I, don't I don't think, think this is going to work. I don't think. I don't, think, I don't, I don't know if Rick's going to be let go at the end of the season or not. But I'm telling you, one player, not. one player is not going to. Does anybody listening? And if you believe this, I want you to call or email me. Does anybody listening really think that Jacob Eason, in any material or meaningful way, is that much better than Matthew Stafford or Aaron Murray? Or hell, even David Green for that matter. And if you believe he is, tell me why he's better than Matthew Stafford or Aaron Murray. And I think you need need to put it in a little different perspective because David Green – wasn't a savior for Georgia. No. Neither was Matthew Stafford. Oh, hell, we were uh, pretty matter, excited I mean, about Matthew, Matthew Stafford, Stafford when he got I mean, there. Aaron Murray. Matthew Stafford was supposed to be – Matthew Stafford was supposed to win us a couple national championships. Sure. And, and didn't do – you know, Matthew Stafford did okay, did great for himself as far as a professional contract went. Which was always his plan. Oh, absolutely, and you know, and I hope the Eason family is is that smart. But if there's anybody that thinks 
that Jacob Eason is going to bring us a national championship when he's got no offensive line in front of him, they you're out of your damn mind. There you go. Jacob Eason is is the next Matthew Stafford, and we know how many national championships. Now listen, don't Matthew go super Stafford negative. Won. Now I mean, hell, you know who knows, man. But I'm telling I you, just, it's not one player. We got to have five good guys in front of him too. That's the point. Oh, I, I'm not absolutely. saying we couldn't get those guys, but right now, as it stands, but but, but Derek, unfortunately. That's not a real high priority. And it's not the kind of thing you can fix overnight. Okay. No, it's listen, not. Let's wait. We were about to end on a good note. Okay, let's end on a and, high and note. And let's do it. Man, big game this week, right? 7 o'clock. I'm excited about it. Everybody start drinking at noon. I'll meet you at the Reed Plaza. And uh, and, and it is, it is, unfortunately, it's one of those bittersweet things. It's the last... The thing that we look forward to all year long my only, my is college homie. football, and it is the last home game that we're going to have for, what, 280 oh, gosh, days oh, God. Here you or go. something. You're going negative again. You're making, I'm going to start crying no, on the show it now. Is, it is going to be beautiful. Show up. Show up early. Show up well lubricated with dog piss and enjoy yourself. And rock it, it, out. Is, it is set up for everything. Should be an easy win. It's night. It's under the lights. Going to be a cool, crisp. You got to wear a jacket. Semi, semi-winter afternoon. Love it. It is going to be great. The only negative part of the whole thing is getting out of Athens after the game is over with. Yeah, that sucks. Don't park in a deck. If you can help it, for God's God, sakes, no. don't park in a parking deck. That's the if, only advice I can give walk, you. If you've got to walk 15 miles. You'd be better. You'd be you'd better to be better park in commerce in than to deck. park in a damn parking deck off of North Avenue. I'm just telling you right now. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Give us a call at 706 363 Two one zero. Email old dog all of your irate pissing and moaning. He loves it when you guys call him out on email. Oh, I do. Dogcast I, I, I love at it. gmail.com. You can email us anytime. Thanks to our friends from V Sporto and all the guys at Dog Sports Radio. They are the best way to listen to us on a phone. If you if you want to um, download an app and get every episode, along with lots of other good dog talk content, check out Dog Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to us, guys. Go dogs! It's going to be a big win. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to finish the show with the Krypton fanfare. All right. So if you're un- if you're confused, here's the song. You need to turn your damn flash on for when you hear this. Turn on your phone's flash. Go, dogs. Derek and old dog, this is David. Hey, I've got a request for the way to next year season. Somehow, some way, you have got to figure out how to do a live broadcast commentary during the football game. If I have to listen to these ridiculous TV commentators one more time, I can understand if they were trying to broadcast to a Syrian refugee camp, someone who's never seen a college football game before. But these 
these comments, why do these commentators feel like they have to call every play before the play snap? Oh, this is a good spot for a quarterback draw. They're going to run a quarterback draw, and they throw a long post pattern down the field. Oh, yeah, watch out for the sweep. Watch out for the sweep. It's a handoff to the fullback up the center. Why? Why do they have to do that? And they also feel like it's a competition to guess the the, the flags. Oh, that's a that's a. Hey guys, I just wanted to come back real quick about that call I displayed. I love that call, by the way, and I totally agree with him. And just so you guys know, that is something we actually did try before, but the technology wasn't really up to snuff. I'm kind of thinking about trying to get that together for the Georgia Tech game. If you guys would be interested in that, there's a website and they do it and you guys all have to log in. There's like a chat room and you log into it and when you log in, you'll be able to hear me and Old Dog talking in real time while the game is going on. And we'll basically just be calling the game like real, you know, just like we would be, I don't know, hell, if that's something you, I think it might be interesting. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I'm trying to gauge interest on it. Um, it's totally free. You know, you just have to go to this website and, and log in with this code. But we might try it again for Georgia Tech this year or maybe for the bowl game, you know. The Belt Bowl or whatever the hell it is. But anyway, we're working on that. You guys let me know if that's something you guys want to do.